If you're looking for a way to help birds or take your support to the next level, this May, I would love for you to join the Birds Canada Birdathon. It's easy to participate in and helps raise thousands of dollars for bird conservation. Learn more at birdscanada.org slash birdathon. Now let's get to the episode. You're listening to The Warblers, a Birds Canada podcast, Minnesota. Hey, Jody, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Andrea, uh, thanks for having me back. So you recently wrote a really nice article about spring birding, which is featured in the spring edition of Birdwatch magazine by Birds Canada. Um, that article really, really amps me up for spring, if I'm being honest. You give some really good tips about how people can get out and enjoy the birds. Uh, and so for this episode, I thought it'd be fun to dig a little deeper into that with you. Yeah, that that sounds great. It's uh, it, it's really one of my favorite times of year, spring. It's just I I'm really looking forward to to getting into it. What's your favorite part? Uh, you know, it's got to be well, you know, the the warm, the longer days, the, the warmth, <laughs> the smell. You know, that mm. sort of spring smell, especially after that first rain. You know, in the springtime. Yeah. Um, but the for me, the best is knowing that the birds are returning and and getting those first migrants back i just it's so exciting but it's bird song it's just the sounds that you hear in the spring all of a sudden all the neighborhood birds are are singing and all these new arrivals are singing and and i really can't get enough of that it's absolutely one of my favorite things of spring yeah for me it's not just uh it's not like an individual species that i'm looking forward to it's the overall feel and sound and like you say the smells I love when that snow melt hits and, and the water's flowing everywhere. I just, just love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's the best for sure. And, and I think another great thing about spring is such an awesome opportunity for people to, to dive into birding. Um, and, uh, because there's so much around and there, and a lot of the birds are really conspicuous. So it's a really great time to, to getting, to get to know your neighborhood birds a little bit better. Yeah. So let's get into that then. Starting off. What would you say people should do uh, potentially even before spring hits their region? How should they start to get ready? Yeah, I think one of the first things I, I would like to recommend is is to study up in advance a little bit. Y- you know, field guides uh, aren't just for like grabbing and to frantically looking something up that you just saw at the window. Actually, field guides usually have some really great text. And they're really, if you have a good one, like I love the... Um, the, the Sibley Guide to Birds. It's probably my favorite field guide for North America. Just reading the introduction, you know, getting familiar with where everything is in the field guide, getting familiar with certain groups of birds, it actually goes a long way to prepare yourself for, for being able to identify stuff outside. So getting making sure you have a good field guide and you know, downloading something like the the, Mer, the free Merlin Bird ID apps to, to get familiar with, uh, you know, what you can see around you and, and how to go about identifying birds. So those are you know, a little bit of studying in advance actually goes a long way to, to helping you nail down some of those identifications. I bet it does. And if you're a really experienced birder, is there maybe like a, a species that would be good to study or, or something, a new skill that they should be working on? Yeah, well, you know, out here, 
in Alberta, um, just a specific example, you know, we have a lot of really interesting Impidnax flycatchers. So those are the, those flycatchers that are all sort of greenish. They're actually all fantastically wonderful, but they're very similar looking. And one of the things you need to do to be able to separate uh, several of those species like Pacific Slope or, or Hammond's flycatcher uh, is learning, is hearing their vocalizations, being able to hear their vocalizations and, and being able to differentiate. So often I, you know, in come spring, especially before my first trip into the mountains, I always like to refresh myself on the, the, the calls of Impidnax flycatchers. And that's, uh, yeah, so that's sort of a ritual for me, which I think is, you know, fun to do. And it also, I want to be prepared, right? When I hear them. Yeah, it's a really nice ritual. Okay, so people are all studied up, ready to go. Where should they start to look for birds? Yeah, and so I think I think this is the the big one. I think there's sometimes the perception that, you know, you have to go to a, you know, a world famous migratory hotspot like Long Point or Point Pelee or or um uh uh or Tadasac in Quebec in order to see big movements of birds when it's actually it's just the opposite like you can find uh, any local park any green space um however small during spring migration can be filled with with migratory birds like warblers and thrushes and flycatchers so i uh, you know i recommend you know just getting out just getting out in the spring not worrying about having to go to you know uh, like to point peely or something just get out to your local park and green space uh, during the spring, and you absolutely will be will run into uh, migrants that are coming through. One thing you can do if you're looking for you know birding hotspots in your area or places where you know that are really good close by, I definitely recommend people to go visit eBird Canada. That's uh, eBird.ca, and you can look up and see all of your local birding hotspots. You can even search particular birds if you really want to get. Uh, a great look and listen to a, a hermit thrush. Um, you know, you can search for them around where you are and, and find a place to go look for them. So it's a couple that those would be my recommendations. Beautiful, beautiful. And then you're going to want to get out early, right? Yeah, you know, I think especially for for songbird migration, uh, getting up early is 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 kind of key. A lot of these warblers and thrushes are nocturnal migrants. So they're, they're flying through at night. And then soon as the sun starts to come up, they, they head down for land and they usually are looking for uh, places where they can forage and fatten up and rest throughout the day. So usually places like uh, riverside forests, especially here on the prairies um, or, or places along lake shores, forests along lake shores, but even a, a small park or green space in a, in a town works. And morning is always sort of peak activity. Although I have to say when migration is really humming along, I've had amazing birding throughout the day. So if you miss the morning, don't let that keep you from going out birding. Still worth going out after work and, Abs- and having a good look. Yeah. yeah love yeah. that. Uh, and I think, um, learning bird songs really helps, right? So you might not see the bird, but hearing it and being able to identify them that way, that's big too, right? Yeah, I think it, it's 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 a huge step. I think when people are ready to take this step, I, I think it's it really helps you not only uh, identify and learn more birds that are maybe in your neighborhood or on migration, but it also helps you find birds. When you start picking up on the the calls and the songs of of these migrant birds in the spring, it, it's it's a really great way to find birds. I spend a lot of time birding, not just walking around 
just spot looking for everything I can, I actually spent a lot of time walking around listening, listening for songs and call notes to find birds. And even if you're not sure what it is, it, it'll, you know, it, it's an indication that there's something interesting over there to go look for, right? So I, I highly recommend learning bird songs. It, it's, it's, you know, bird songs are just an amazing, uh, amazing thing to listen to. And they just, I don't know, they fill me with just like hope and joy and they're just so wonderful. And, and more and more as I get older, the, I, I'm more and more interested in, in listening to songs and recording bird songs. And, and I think that's just such a fun, I really enjoy that as my Absolutely. birding evolves, right? Yeah. So look, if you want to learn bird songs, there's a couple great things out there. There's this great app called Larkwire, um, and uh, which you can download and it sort of gamifies learning, learning birds. It's sort of like Duolingo for, for bird for, for, for bird sound ID. It's really fantastic. That sounds uh, cool. So that's yeah. A great, yeah. It's awesome. It's a really great tool. There's some great books and CDs out there. Uh, you know, I really like, um, there's this one author in the U S Donald Kruzma. He's written numerous books on, on learning to tune into bird sounds. And I just, really resonates with me. Him, his books really resonate. And there's this great introductory one he put out a couple of years ago, which I think is fabulous for people wanting to just start their journey on birdsong. It's called Birdsong for the Curious Naturalist. Excellent, excellent book. Highly recommend it. And of course, I think I mentioned Merlin Bird ID, right? The Merlin Bird ID app uh, now has a feature where you can actually hit record, record the the bird song, and it'll actually help you identify it. And I actually, I think we had a whole episode about this whole episode uh, yeah 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 back in the um september october maybe maybe august time frame flip back to our old episodes and check that one out and you'll learn so much about that app um so speaking of bird song do you uh i want to ask what you think is is iconic some iconic spring sounds so so say for someone in the prairies what do you think is an iconic sound that they'll hear yeah i think i think the prairies and i think you know, and, and maybe you would relate to this one as well, having grown up in Saskatchewan. And, but mm. it, it has to be Western Meadowlark. Right? Yeah. Like Western Meadowlark out here is the sound of the prairies. They, they're they're fairly common, and it's just there's something about that song. It's it's charming and haunting, kind of at the same time. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's it's really wonderful. It it it's the sound of the prairies, as, as far as I'm concerned. I love it, it is. Um, Okay, let's go across the country to say the Atlantic provinces. What will they hear? Yeah, uh, well, there's a few different things. I, I think, I, I think, you know, in eastern, in eastern Canada, you know, I, I did a quick poll of some of my birding friends about like their favorite bird sounds uh, of the spring. And, you know, and I think out east, you know, the the song like the song of blackcapped chickadee, right, is just oh, so, yeah. and, and they're just starting to do that here. Um, you know, that beautiful Phoebe song. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is just wonderful. Uh, like it's a real characteristic out East. Um, uh, yeah. And, and then where you have house finches, I have to throw out one for house finches. And I think, you know, for, even though they're sort of widespread across uh, a lot of Canada now that they weren't before, um, for, for me, the sound of the house finch growing up in Southern Ontario, um, that was a big one. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that to me was the real sound of spring. And I loved it when the house my neighborhood house finches started singing. They were always my favorite. They should and they should be they should be singing now. They they're just starting here. Yeah. I 
I noticed when I moved to Ontario that the Northern Cardinals really bring on the spring with their like pew, pew, pew sort of sound. Actually, I shouldn't mimic it. We can just play it for you. <laughs> no, 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 the mimicking is good. <laughs> that zapping laser gun yeah. song they do, eh? Yeah, yeah I really, I... really like that. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's yeah, so so good. It's a, and unfortunately, you know, it's it, that's sort of limited to southern and eastern Canada. Um, but if you get a chance to be somewhere where cardinals are singing, it's uh, yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome very birds. cool. All right, people are all prepared to get out and go birding. Can they find a birding community to join, or is it a solo activity? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think that you know one of the great things about birding is that you can go do it on your own as a you know, almost a meditative activity to do in your local green space or park. Um, or, you know, people that want to have a more social element, birding is absolutely there. You know, birding is for everyone and, and birding together brings just another level of fun and excitement to, to your birding. I actually really love birding with a group of people, especially people that are just seeing birds for the first time. Um, th there's nothing more satisfying than showing someone their first cardinal or, or, uh, you know, or seeing some pretty awesome bird they never knew existed and getting to see that. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to do it, you know, and obviously, you know, all things, knock on wood, all things going well, you know, with hopefully birding festivals are going to be having more sort of in-person events in, in mm -hmm. 2022. And so, you know, it, Toronto Bird Celebration is a great one that, uh, that we have involvement in, uh, and our co-host Andres says heavily involved in in Toronto. <laughs> His ears will be burning. Um, that's right. Uh, Vancouver has a Vancouver bird celebration and other different festivals. I know Point Peely has a really great spring festival as well. Mm -hmm. Finding those sort of bird festivals are a great way to find other people that are interested in birds like you. There's often field trips. It's it, There's many programs geared for every different you know level of skill you want to bring. Um, that's a great way to meet your, you meet your people and to mm -hmm. learn. And even things like uh, local birding groups on Facebook or with naturalist clubs are a good place to start. And, and how about birdathons? If people want to take their their birding to to the next level in terms of trying to help uh, leverage impact for for conservation, the, the birdathon Birds Canada's Great Canadian Birdathon, uh, which is the oldest existing birdathon in the world, um, is is a fantastic program where you know people raise money to help support the conservation work of Birds Canada. They go out and go look for birds over twenty four hour periods. Uh, some people you know, make a big day of it and, and try to get as many, like really try to push the limits of the number of species they find. Others, you know, take the family and it's more casual, uh, but it's all in the name of, of raising money for bird conservation. So it's, it's, if people are interested in that, I've been doing them uh, every year for over 20 years. Wow. Um, and I, 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 I love doing it. I think it's, it's a, it's a fun excuse to, to go out birding and to raise money for conservation. So if people want to learn more, uh, birdscanada.org slash birdathon uh, if you want to want to check it out. And and I have some actually tips if we have time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a whole different ways to do birdathon, but one of the, some of the most enjoyable birdathons I've ever done are green birdathons. And uh, I used to have with a couple of my Birds Canada colleagues, Doug Tozer and Miles Falconer, uh, we used to, we had a team called the green herons and <laughs> we would, we would do non-motorized, uh, birdathon, uh, around the long point area. And we would do it by bike, by foot and by canoe. 
and uh, and we would go out and and try to see as many birds and we saw tons of stuff and didn't really have to drive that far and and not having the noise of a vehicle or any of that stuff it, it's boy it was some of my favorite birdathons doing a green birdathon so if yeah. people are interested in doing a birdathon you know maybe consider trying to reduce your carbon footprint and and try to do a green birdathon they're really great i bet you'd feel just immersed in the bird sound and and the experience it sounds wonderful well, these have all yeah. been really excellent tips, Jody. And uh, and if people want to read the full article, they can uh, get Birdwatch magazine by becoming a supporter of Birds Canada. Learn about that on our website. And uh, get out and go birding. Right? It's spring. Yeah, get out. It's 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 the best time of year. Uh, get out, immerse yourself in birds, and uh, yeah. But yeah, heads up. It's highly highly addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Warning. <laughs> Thank you.